Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His words so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You see, not listening to God, the Holy Spirit, it quenches the Holy Spirit. Now, here's number three. I told you I was going to give you four. Here's number three. We need to learn to listen and obey the Spirit. It does no good to hear the Spirit speak to us and then we don't obey. See, disobedience grieves the Holy Spirit. So I need to listen and then I need to simply obey what God tells me to do. How many language, speech, and speaking courses can you find in your college course book? Think about it. But can you find even one class on listening? There is such a lack of good listening skills in this day and age that we have to pay someone money just to listen to us. It seems that we have lots to say, but we're not very good at listening. Pastor Mark will tell us that God has many things He desires to reveal to us, but we're always talking. He will challenge us to do less talking and more listening. You'll be amazed at what God has to say to you. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 27, with our continuing study entitled, Spiritually Healthy Indicators. No person that's listening to me this morning wants to die with all these regrets. I wish I... Oh, I didn't. What happened? You know, we had an old movie about the bucket list. It, it was nice things to go and do and whatever. It's cool. But my bucket list is whatever the Spirit wants me to do. I want to do it. Now, that's going to take what? A step of, of faith. Because when God speaks, I simply step. I don't know. And I want to give you some real assurance this morning. Understand this. Some real assurance. The leadership of this church, the pastors, the elders, we're clueless. We, we don't know what we're doing. Do you feel better? <laughs> is Pastor Mark, you making fun. No, I'm not making fun. We're not the leader of this church. God's the leader. Since we started the church 22 years ago, we've never lacked one day. He continues to save people every week. I don't understand it. People's lives are changing and growing. Why? So our responsibility is to listen to the Spirit speak to us. And then we simply follow. So be assured this morning, we're clueless. But God is all-knowing. You should feel better already. You say, I don't have to think about that for a while. Just enjoy it. Because you're clueless. Could I hear an amen there somewhere? Oh, I know what to do. Really? How'd you get in that mess? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So, if you're going to live a life of being close to God by listening to Him, you're going to have to take steps of faith. God just closed 
is, is closing a huge door for us. But in a week or two, I'm going to be able to tell you that the new one he opened is about 10 times more potential than the one he just closed. You see, when God closes one door, he opens another door. Don't worry. God's got a plan. You can relax. But it's going to take steps of faith. So if I seek his kingdom first, all these other things are added to me. Enjoy the adventure. Number two, we need to learn to listen to the spirit. There are other spirits. I'll talk about that next week. Actually, John says, test the spirits. There's all kind of weird spirits in these last days more and more and more. Now, I know some of you are brand new to the church. Maybe this is the first time you've ever come. And uh, you, you said, like, if you're younger, you went, man, that music's cool. I like it. I worship. A little older, like, was that worship? Absolutely, it was worship. And then some of you are saying, I'm a little unsure of this church. Now that you just told me you don't know what you're doing, I'm really unsure of this church. And then when you see this one, we need to learn to listen to the Spirit. You're kind of sitting in your seats and saying this. You actually think you hear God? I'm out of here in a heartbeat. Where do I get out of here? No, that's not weird. That's normal. That's normal. Now, look, how do I know it's normal? My sheep, that's a Christian. Christians, listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. It's not weird. It's fantastic. God speaks to us. You say, well, are, are there any parameters when God speaks to us? Yeah, there's lots of parameters. It has to match the written word of God. And that's where we'll see next week. People say all kinds of things. I heard the Spirit speak to me. And what did he say? And what they say is totally against the word of God. What can I say to them? You heard the wrong spirit. Are there a lot of voices speaking to us? Yes. But the voice you want to hear is the Spirit. Now, what does that look like? Since I know God speaks to me, why do we have so many people having so many problems as Christians? And I asked Brett, the artistic people in our church, kind of give me this graphic. Here it is. I want to ask you this morning as you look at that, it's a volume control. Spiritually, what volume do you have on as far as listening to God? Is it down here kind of in the minimum, the little greenies? He said, well, Pastor Mark, when I get in trouble, I just turn that sucker way up so I can hear God. Well, no, that's not the way it works. See, God is speaking 24-7 to us. Some of you say, well, I'm kind of a balanced Christian, so I kind of put right there in the middle. Well, maybe you'll miss it. Because you know when God's speaking, is there anything else happening in my mind? There's all kind of stuff happening all over the place. There's all kind of noise. Where you really want your volume it's kind of down here almost to the max. Not quite. But you want to be sensitive to hear the voice of God. Some of you, you see the little button on the right? You've muted God. You're in sin. You're backslidden. And you don't want to hear God speak to you. So you turn him off. That's a dangerous place to be. You need to make a recommitment this morning. If you're dormant with God, then you're way down here. Well, I'm a little strained from God, and you didn't like what he told me the last time. And No, you don't want to be there. His direction is perfect, and he's always speaking. Now, remember, the Holy Spirit is a person. So he can be grieved, he can be quenched, and he's really saying, 
I'm speaking. Do you hear me? And we've turned it down so low we don't hear him. The world and all the other stuff we hear. Let me give you an illustration of how this works. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, they were, they were in Jerusalem and they're going north. And he said this, I must go through Samaria. Well, the disciples said, Jesus, we don't go through Samaria. We don't get along with those people. Jesus said, no, I must go. And why did he go? When he went to Samaria, he went and he followed the voice of God. He heard God speak to him. When he went, he found a woman at a well. She'd been married five times and was living with a guy. At noon, you never find a woman drowning water at noon. How did God know that there'd be a woman who needed Jesus at the well when he directed him to Samaria? How did God know that? He's all-knowing, and he loves people. The result of this, the woman comes to faith. She goes back to her town and says, you got to come meet this guy. He, he, he knows everything about us. And the whole town comes to faith. How? Because Jesus heard the Spirit speak. He said, well, Pastor Mark, he's Jesus. I'm not Jesus. I agree. Neither am I. Let me talk about Philip. Philip was a servant in the early church. He, he, he waited on tables. Anybody ever done that? We've all done that. If you're married, you definitely do that. And he waited on tables, and then God began to expand his ministry. He took steps of faith. He went to a town. He began to preach. He never preached before in his life. And all, all of a sudden, people are healed. Demons are cast out. Just amazing things are happening. And as he's doing that, God says, leave the revival and head out into the desert. So he does. And when he's there, he's looking around in the desert, and he sees this caravan going by. And look at this from Acts 8. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk alongside that carriage. Now, where was the Holy Spirit speaking to Philip? How did that happen? Where was the Holy Spirit in Philip? Same place where the Holy Spirit is in you. So from inside him, he had the volume up. He was sensitive to the voice of God. Now, did he know what to do when he went over there? No. See, all you have to do, take the first step. He said, well, I don't, I don't want to take the first step. He has to tell me what's, who I'm going to meet over there and what I'm supposed to do with that guy. Oh, he will when he gets you there. When we started this church 22 years ago, we had no idea what would ever happen. We just simply stepped out. See, that's the way faith works. You trust God because he knows. So he, he, he steps out and he hears this. And I want, I want to read this to you because this is where it hits my heart. Then Philip ran up to the chariot. What would some of us do? God, speak to your neighbor over there. Speak to that person in the classroom. Speak to the person you work with. Okay. <laughs> I hope my neighbor, when I knock on the door, is not there. <laughs> we all been there, haven't we? What did he do? He ran over because he knew something good was going to happen. And when he got there, this Ethiopian eunuch had just been to Jerusalem. He was trying to find God. But it was a dead end. Religion is always a dead end. So somehow he had a scroll of Isaiah. He's reading it. And Philip goes, do you understand what you're reading? He says, how could I? And as somebody could explain it to me. Hello, Philip. And he began to explain to him the Christ. 
And when he did, he got saved. He got water baptized. And he went back to Ethiopia. The woman at the well with Jesus, the whole town got saved. This man goes to Ethiopia, and history kind of tells us that Christianity was introduced to the country of Ethiopia by this one man. Why? Lost people matter to God. And much of what God will speak to us is about lost people. How to speak to them. How to see a divine appointment. How to be opening. He was excited when God opened a door of opportunity to witness. Now, I want to put this up again just for a moment, and I want you to take a seal a moment. Charles Stanley says this, look at the meter. Where is your meter today? Charles Stanley says this, listening to God is essential to walking with God. In other words, it's absolutely impossible to really walk with God. And as I listen to him, I hope when you go out of here today and the car radio is on, when you turn up the volume, you remember the sermon. When you're at home and you forgot to turn your phone on and somebody says, I tried calling you five times. Oh, I forgot to. And when you turn it on, would you remember the sermon? That... We, we should be down near the max. If, it, if you got it on mute, kill it today. Get it right with God. You see, not listening to God, the Holy Spirit, it quenches the Holy Spirit. Now, here's number three. I told you I was going to give you four. Here's number three. We need to learn to listen and obey the Spirit. It does no good to hear the Spirit speak to us and then we don't obey. See, disobedience grieves the Holy Spirit. So I need to listen, and then I need to simply obey what God tells me to do. Now, I want you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5. I need this final experience with the Holy Spirit. He was alongside me. He convicted me. That's why I became a believer. Then he came to live in me, and it's an inside work, and he's making me like God. But there's one more personal role that the Holy Spirit has with us. Here's this verse I was talking to you about. Ephesians chapter 5, look down at verse 16. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Can I hear an amen there? Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Well, what is God's will for my life? Sometimes we wonder. Pastor Eric talked about that, did a great job last weekend. Here's what it is. Do not get drunk on wine. Don't come under the influence of drugs or alcohol or marijuana. Don't come under the influence of that, which leads to debauchery. I just told you two horrible things. Instead, be filled. Come under the influence of the Spirit. Here's number four. If I'm going to be effective in my relationship with God, if I'm going to be able to be sensitive to hear God speak, I'm going to need the power to fulfill what he's going to ask me to do. Here it is. We need to be filled with the Spirit's power. God put the Holy Spirit in us so we could change to become like Him. But God also put the Holy Spirit in us to empower us to change our world. You see, the ability of man is not equal to the power of God. Every Christ follower must be filled with the Spirit, be controlled by the Spirit, and be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. How does that work? Well, when Jesus breathed on his disciples. The disciples were ready to go. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. You're not ready yet. Go to Jerusalem. Wait to be endued with power from on high. 
And here in this verse that you see on the overhead is what Jesus said would happen. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. Here's the third relationship with the Holy Spirit. Upon us, overflowing us, empowering us, controlling us. And you will then be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. The empowering of the Holy Spirit enables me to do what God's going to speak to me to do. There was an amazing, well, prediction Jesus made. Let me read it to you. Before he went to the cross, he said this, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me, any believer, will do what I've been doing. In fact, he will do greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. You see, Jesus was filled with the Spirit, he was led by the Spirit, and he ministered by the Spirit. And in those early disciples, 120 in the upper room, all filled, within 30 years, they changed their whole, whole world for Christ. Not everybody believed, but the world was turned upside down. I'm praying that for this church, our campuses, the cities we're in, the people that are here. You and I cannot do what God wants. And he loves lost people. We cannot do it with our self-wisdom, with our programs, with our sermons, with our PowerPoints. All that's fantastic. But I must do it by listening to the Spirit. Be sensitive to the Spirit. Turn it up. By the way, the easiest way to hear the Spirit speak to you is during your quiet time. Why is that? Well, I just told you. You're quiet. By the way, I hear God more there than any place else. You know where I hear God more? At about 3 a.m. in the morning. Quite often, I have to get up and change my sermon. Now, why does God talk to me at 3 in the morning? Because nobody else is talking to me at 3 in the morning. (laughs) Praise God. So he has my full attention. But I'll never do and accomplish what God wants. And as I hear him speak, and then I need the power to go and do it. I know some of you are saying right now, great sermon, but I don't think I can do that. Well, I want to prove you wrong this morning with one last verse. At all our campuses, take a look on the overhead. Paul tells us the solution. Look at this. For God is working in you. Would you just turn to your neighbor right now and say, God's working in me? Right now. Come on, just turn to him. him. What do you think he's doing in you? If God is working in you right now, what is he doing? Well, look, he's doing this. He's giving you the desire. Some of you go, I'm not like really interested in it. God's in there going, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Come on. You can do it. You can. It's exciting life. You don't want to die with a lot of regrets. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Turn that down. I don't want to hear it. No, turn it up. That's where life is. The Christian life is the most exciting life in the world because I have no idea what tomorrow is going to happen. But a God does. So he, he's giving you the desire. I, I, when I love that verse, I say this. He's changing my wonder. And you want to do that. He's changing it. Okay, I want to do that. And then he's giving me the power to do what pleases him. He's not only changing my desire, but he's empowering me. He's coaxing me. He's supplying with the strength that I need to do to simply obey. He's energizing me. You see, our spiritual health doesn't depend on my wisdom, but it depends on God's power. God is at work in your life this morning. You need to listen to him and be empowered to finish what he wants to do in your life. Don't turn it off. Don't turn it down. Enjoy your God. He lives in you. There's nothing better than that. And the last thing I want you to write this morning, is it, Pastor Mark, like, are you excited about this? 
Yes, why shouldn't I be? You guys are doing great. We have more people signing up in small groups, more people volunteering than we've ever before. People coming to salvation, all kinds of great things. Lots of neat stuff in the future. We're clueless, but God knows. Last thing I want you to write is this one. We can be spiritually healthy our whole lives. We can feel the anointing of the Spirit. We can understand the difference. Now, some of you come in and your visitors today and you go like, I sure want this church. But deep down, God's already begun to speak to you. It's not this church. It's the truth of God's Word and the Spirit of God. See, the kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking. It's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I need that joy. Turn the knob up. Get quiet with God. Let him speak to you. You need direction, not religion. When you leave the building, God goes with you 24-7. Lots of people turn it off. See you next Sunday, Bessemer. Glad you're back. Have a nice time. No, what are you doing the next six days? You're, no, no, no. Major in God, not in you. Put him first. He'll help you as a parent. He'll help you in relationships and your dating, the divorce you're going through, a million things. He's there for you. He's the counselor. He's the comforter. But we've taken him for granted. Don't take him for granted. He lives in you this morning. Now, on all our campuses, I don't want anybody moving. Don't put stuff away. Commons, cafeteria, just be quiet. There's many of you that don't have God in you. That's because you never turned your life over to him. But he's, you've heard him speak today. And I'm going to ask you just to pray this morning. And if you pray this prayer, you're going to ask God to forgive you of your sins. You're going to tell God that you believe his son died for you. And you're going to ask him to give you a brand new start and come and live inside you. If you'll do that, you'll leave this building because God's going to change your life. You'll become the very temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, some of you, you backslidden. You put him on mute. Come on back home. He's already spoke to you this morning. Even though it was on mute, he just went over it. And you know you're wrong. And what I want to do at all our campuses, just one simple thing. I'm going to pray for you this morning. And if you want to ask Christ into your heart, I'm going to ask everybody in a moment to bow our heads at all our campuses. I'm not going to ask for you to come forward now at all. But if, if you want to pray this prayer, to accept Christ, to go to heaven, to have your sins forgiven, or recommit your life, when we bow our heads on every campus... I want you quietly just to stand. Now, nobody's going to notice, but you're making a commitment because you've heard God. I want you to stand. I'm going to take 30 seconds, and that's it, and I'm going on with prayer, and we're going to be dismissed. But I want you to stand this morning because God loves you. You haven't gone too far. You say, well, I don't hear God speak anymore. You'll hear Him today. Get right with God. Solve that issue, and He will begin to speak to your heart with Is your life filled with noise? There's noise all around us. Pastor Mark challenged us to keep the phone off for a while. When you're in the car, turn the radio off. These noises may be hindering us from hearing God speaking to us. We will be filled with the Holy Spirit and be controlled by the Spirit's leading. When we do this, get ready. God will use us to do mighty things in His name and we will be spiritually healthy. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Now, the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living, we learn how to discern the truth from the lies we hear. There are so many truths out there in the world today, so many that it may become hard to know what the real truth is. But God has given us the Holy Spirit to help us know the difference between false prophets and God's truth. Pastor Mark will teach us the many sources God has given us to help us discern. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear your lessons go.